This is episode 104 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. This podcast is a weekly conversation designed to help you think and laugh and keep your eyes on Jesus. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show at familylife.org. It's Steve and Tim helping you to rise up on Family Life, a friend you can turn to. The Bible has a lot to say about that wisdom that really can only come with age. So we're talking today about those who have gone before us in the faith, those elders in the faith. Leonard Lewis, Lloyd Olson. Wow, you got two names right off the top of your head. That's right, because I remember uh, I wasn't growing up in the church, but my kids were growing up in the church. I was, uh, you know, they were they were young, and this is uh, where I, I used to live. Leonard Lewis was the guy, and so impressive. Uh, he was... He was a retired gentleman. I'm, I'm going to say Leonard at the time first met him was in his uh, 80s, hmm. uh, and he was a greeter. Oh, at great! The church. Yeah, shaking hands and passing out bulletins, maybe large church, uh, probably over. I'll just give you a ballpark: about 500 people on a given Sunday. So a lot of people, yeah, a lot of families, a lot of kids. I never, ever in my years that I went to that church. When Leonard Lewis would be greeting people on a Sunday, even mm-hmm. happened, I was really impressed when our kids invited some friends, and then the friend who our kids invited came back a week later. I'm getting to the point. Mm-hmm. Leonard always remembered people's first names. That is amazing. Always, That's, with, without yeah. fail. I'm not talking about the people who go to church every Sunday and you just wow. know them. Leonard knew every person's first name. That's like a superpower. I know. But and, and this is like kids who were just visiting. This is only the second time you'd ever seen them. Leonard would just and you know what it's like when people, you know, mention you, you're talking to them and they say your name and you just feel closer to them. That's so, good. Yeah. So uh, that was one thing I learned uh, from Leonard. I'm not saying I'm very good at that, hmm. but the importance of communicating and looking someone in the eye. And, uh, you know, our kids learn that. I learned that. Uh, and so when I think of elders of the faith and you think like, well, that's not overly spiritual and that's not what I'm thinking of elders in the faith. But when you see that oh, example yeah. set before you every single Sunday uh, when when you're remembered, um, it just yeah. reminds you that, uh, you know, God knows you no matter uh, who yes. you are. Sometimes you feel you walk into a church no matter what size and you feel like oh, nobody knows me. I'm alone. Not when you got Leonard there. Exactly. Yeah. You always so, know. Yeah. So should I go on to Lloyd? Or I want to hear. No, I want to hear about Lloyd too. Yeah. Lloyd uh, was also a, a retired gentleman. Although in retirement he uh, volunteered and worked at the church as a maintenance uh, man. But uh, just Lloyd, you would Lloyd never had a bad day. Uh, oh. Lloyd was, always had a smile on his face. Always uh, would say hi. But here's the thing I can remember most about Lloyd, and and again, importantly, my kids remembered. Lloyd's wife uh, at the time was was very ill, and she eventually passed away. So mm-hmm. we went to her funeral service at the church, and we were leaving the funeral service, and we we're walking down a hallway, and there was Lloyd down the other hallway, but not very far from us, within you know speaking distance and seeing distance so we could recognize him and and as we're walking out Lloyd sees us as a family and with a big smile on his face say lord bless you wow. have a wonderful day wow. you know he took the time to i mean and then here's the thing that always stuck with me but I'll never forget what my daughter said we're walking out to the car in the parking lot and she said 
And she was, I'm trying to think, Laura was probably seven or eight years old at the time. And she said, Dad, Lloyd's wife just died. Why is he so happy? Hmm. That's, wow. That's what she said. It and stood I, out. The great teaching explanation there and a great, you know, everything is a learning and teaching opportunity. I'm like, that is the joy of the Lord. Right yep. there, Laura. Yep. That's when you when you hear in the church, joy of the Lord. See, Lloyd's not happy. Lloyd's sad yeah. that his yeah. wife just died. But he has that joy of the Lord in his heart, even in that circumstance. So it was a great teaching opportunity to to teach the difference between happy and joy. Uh, you can have joy even in the worst of circumstances. And uh, an elder of the church, Lloyd Olson, uh, wow. taught that to me or displayed that. But then it, it showed that to our seven-year-old daughter at the time when she had that question, because that was unusual. It was unusual to her to say, how can that person be yeah. happy? So the joy of the Lord from Lloyd and Leonard Lewis, and you're important because I remembered your name. Yeah, and I, I like the way that that story turns out with Lloyd, Steve, because at first when you said Lloyd never had a bad day, what I'm thinking, and it's and it's what you said, well, yeah, Lloyd did have bad days, mm-hmm. but it didn't change the joy of the Lord that doesn't change with circumstances. Mm-hmm. Man. The things you can learn from elders in the church. Yeah, and for me, the one I'm learning from is my grandmother, my dear, dear grandmother on my mom's side. And there's something about what I've heard her say uh, as you grow into your faith in your elder years. And I've I've seen there's two ways of I'm I'll just call it growing old in the faith. Let's just call it that. There's two ways you can grow stingier and and harder and more bitter. You've probably seen that. I'm guessing with people in your life who the way they hold to God's word it like gets angrier the older they get, and it gets kind of a little bit maybe more judgmental the older they get. And I'm, there's probably reasons for that. You know, you live long enough, you see society change, you get discouraged, and that can have an effect on you over time. I, I want to have grace for that because I don't know what that's like to age into that kind of a, of a sad and kind of bitter faith. My grandmother, not that way. As she's aged in her relationship with the Lord, I've heard her say, and I'm roughly paraphrasing here, I really hope I'm doing her justice, but she's said to me that, well, there are some things that you just hold a little more lightly as you as you grow with the Lord. And we're not talking about the essentials of the faith here, but we're talking about things where maybe they were personal convictions and you realize well, that's not how everybody has a relationship with God. And I've seen her and I'm so thankful for that because you know that that time can do things to people. It can make them bitter or it can really soften and you can kind of come to realize, no, there's a there's a lot more grace in this relationship with Jesus than I realized in my younger years. There's a lot more grace God is extending to us. And that's something I've seen my grandmother live out in her Mm. faith as she has grown in her faith. And I can only hope to age in my faith that same way myself. And something that I've heard that I always want to keep in mind with these elders in the faith from someone who, to me, relatively speaking, is an elder in the faith. His name is Pastor Mike. He told my wife and I in a time when we really needed to hear it, when we were struggling to kind of like find friends in our in our age group, he said, you know, guys, don't 
paraphrasing again, don't underestimate the power of friendships with older people in the church. You don't just have to have friends who are your siblings in Christ at your age. And now I look back on this and I realize, well, Pastor Mike is a friend. He's not our age. Yeah, of course he's a friend in Christ. And so just that's an encouragement to me to realize, look, your your friends don't have to be the people that graduated school at the same time you did. Your friends in Jesus, well, they're anybody who calls Lord the same one that you call Lord. So that's what I'm thinking about with these elders in the faith. So much to learn about that joy that doesn't change, Mm -hmm. about the impact it makes to remember other people and treat them with respect, and to realize the older we get, I hope just the more and more we see of God's grace. It's always bigger than we imagined. It's an encouragement and uh, for me and, and uh, advice maybe for some people who are afraid to go up to see someone in the church and they're older. Yeah. And they go, if you have a question that you're curious about, like say, can I ask you a question? Because just like I'll bet you, I just know this. Mm-hmm. Never, I never asked Lloyd afterwards, but um, I'll bet you if our daughter Laura went to Lloyd and said, "Lloyd, why are you happy?" It does. Yes. he wouldn't have minded that question. He would have loved to share. So we can learn so much from elders in the church. So when you see someone and you're curious about something, uh, not a bad idea ever just to go over to him and say, "I have a question." And uh, I bet you'll get an answer that uh, was more than you expected. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve and Tim on Family Life. Well, they say you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And I, I get it, but okay, I'll, case in point. Steve, um, I don't think you're a big chewer of gum, but if I say fruit stripe, is that going to do anything for you? No. Not at all. No. I mean, I, I no. What a reaction. No. First right go. Ah. <laughs> okay. So you're Can not I be gonna, any more clear? Yeah, you're not going to be disappointed at all to find out that the zebra branded gum is going to be no more discontinued. Uh, okay. Right. It, it had an edible wrapper, apparently. I the, have no the, the paper wrapper, apparently, you could pop the whole stick in your better mouth. better than the gum. <laughs> Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Our work, whatever you do for a job, it affects other people. Mm-hmm. It just does. None of it happens in a vacuum. But some jobs like have a different way of saying what they do, and it could be confusing. For instance? For instance, a meteorologist. Well, we all know what a meteorologist does, but like, mm-hmm. if you didn't know that was a weather person... I'd be like, I think they were looking at the sky primarily for meteors, like keeping their eyes out for meteors. But for a job about something that happens every single day, like the weather, they they're named after something that's pretty rare. Should be like a weatherologist, or yeah, or like a cloud looker, cloud looker. I I don't know, I don't know. Or one more journalists. Uh-huh. We know what they do. Mm-hmm. They're reporting on stuff. But if you didn't know that, I'd at least get the image like kind of like middle school. You're walking around with like a diary with one of those lock clasps on it, hmm. keeping your oh. journal. I just, but they're not like one around with journal. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple of these. I thought of one. I thought my mom was uh, worked in a library uh, for when I was growing up. Oh, because she librarian. Was, well, no, because she said she was a bookkeeper. Oh, and that so would make they, so much they, sense. They, she, was, she was a bookkeeper for, but yeah. she, but somehow she worked in a furniture store. I'm like, what are all <laughs> exactly. the books? What are all the, right. they should be in the library? She wasn't not, keeping books. She, she was, wasn't, yeah, yeah. So I see what you mean. Yeah, I went elementary, elementary. Whether you yeah. keep books physically or not, or if you actually look mm-hmm. for meteors. Whatever you do, 
Right. Thank you for your job. It, it affects right. others, and we're glad you do it well today. We disc jockeys say <laughs> yes and thank you. <laughs> Starting your day with fun and encouragement. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Well, how about that? It smells like purple. What now? You may not think about purple. Well, maybe you have. Here we go. Purple. The pigment purple uh-huh. was uh, first treasured for its ability to deepen, not fade, as time went by. That's the good oh, news about cool. purple. How? Here's the bad news about purple. Originally, it was made using the mucus glands of a snail. Okay, then. Which didn't smell very good. Well, so purple I wouldn't have expected it well, to, yeah. You know, hey, doesn't that smell like the... <laughs> well, anyway, so purple didn't smell good, so they had to change oh, things. Okay. That's That's fact. Now, I have a theory moving forward. Then hmm. purple, as you may have noticed, in the 60s and 70s, uh-huh. then purple smelled like... The mimeograph machine, the purple. Oh, remember that? You got the test and you went. <laughs> well, I, I don't personally, I, I know but, you but don't. I've heard, people, I've heard tales of pe- the mimeograph. Pe- people of a certain age uh, did that. <laughs> and then uh-huh. they upgraded it to in the 90s. Oh. Purple then smelled like Barney uh, and his friends. <laughs> I and then, love you. So, so, yeah, and you they love, love you. Me. And then, uh-huh. hey, look at that. I didn't even notice this. Look at the shirt. That I'm oh, wearing. Look, look at that. Look at, How about that? It's purple. It is purple. You what know, does it smell like? Ooh, I need to do my laundry. <laughs> uh, ditto. <laughs> you know, because... Ditto. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. It's Rise Up with Steve and Tim on Family Life. Ah, smelling like purple. All those lessons. <laughs> Let me teach you, Timothy, mm-hmm. about the mimeograph machine. You know, back when? That was back when, you know, it, it just uh, smelled... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Cindy from Darien. Cindy, hi. Hi. I have to tell you, when I started teaching, I remember those stupid mimeograph machines <laughs> where if you made a mistake, you had to take a razor blade, scrape off that purple, put it in, and try to type it so that the <laughs> that when you ran it off, it actually looked like what you were trying to say. Oh, it sounds like a pain. I guess I'm glad I didn't have to deal with it myself. I Cindy. have a question, Cindy. <laughs> hmm. Yes, my dear. Okay, now, another purple that I mentioned, and this is an interesting topic, and I'm, I'm going to get to my reasoning behind it, but... You remember the dinosaur Barney? Barney and yes. friends? Yes. Okay. Now, for some reason, and I think I'm speaking oh, for a lot oh, yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. We were not one of those. Our family loved Barney. Our kids they were little. They love. I love Barney. However, when you bring the subject of Barney up these days, people go like, it's "Not a good thing." Exactly. <laughs> now, why? Because now, let's examine Barney. Barney was always about. Love and good and right yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But so many people don't like him. Mm. What does that mm. remind you of spiritually? Jesus these Christ. Oh, exactly. Oh, wow. Because that's all that he was was love, and he came to save us all. Mm. And the minute they hear his name, they get hostile. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for right. that. Thanks for that teaching, Cindy. You guys have a great day. You Love too. you. God bless See you. Ya. Love you both. Bye-bye. May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.